Kingdom Exhortations January 2015 Read by John Morton Good morning. As we begin 2015, take time for biblical self-examination and subsequent housekeeping. Quote, examine yourselves. End quote, 2 Corinthians 13.5 Although often painful, there is perhaps no practice more beneficial than honest and consistent self-examination followed by painstaking work to correct the defects uncovered. If we are honest, we are likely to find that at the root of most of our personal struggles is the ever-present sin of pride. Quote, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. End quote, Proverbs 11.2. The dictionary defines pride as, quote, a high or inordinate opinion of one's own dignity, importance, merit, or superiority, whether it's cherished in the mind or is displayed in bearing, conduct, etc. End quote. We are indeed prideful, many of us too much so to admit it. When we come to accept this, it behooves us to quickly repent and ask Jesus to help us, for, quote, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. End quote, James 4, 6. Humility is pride's opposite, and for us to overcome our prideful bent, we will need to continually practice the biblical virtue of humility. Of all the virtues the Bible exhorts us to practice, there is perhaps none more difficult and more important than humility. The Bible tells us to, quote, humble yourself under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time, end quote, 1 Peter 5, verses 5 and 6. Many of us struggle to grow in our Christian walk because of our failure to mature into lives of genuine Christ-like humility. We spend our time seeking to fulfill self-centered desires rather than developing Christ-centered and other-centered lives designed to further the kingdom of God. It is past time to put aside prideful, selfish behaviors, realizing that all our efforts to grow in Christ will go nowhere unless we allow ourselves to become simple servants of Jesus. Jesus had no sense of pride or self-centeredness. He was completely God-centered and other-centered. In John 13, we find Jesus displaying the ultimate example of humility when he washed his disciples' feet. He then instructed them, saying, quote, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. End quote, verses 14 through 17. How many of us are willing to approach others with this kind of humility, willingly doing things we might otherwise perceive as beneath us? Working to bless and help others is a fundamental aspect of spiritual maturity. Quote, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. End quote Philippians 2 verses 3 through 5. Humility should not be misconstrued as devaluing oneself. In fact, this is the definition of false humility. At its root, humility simply means not thinking too highly or too lowly of ourselves. Biblical humility is acknowledging who we are through God's eyes and accepting His plan for our lives. 
We all possess gifts and talents that we should acknowledge and use without making too much or too little of them. A prime example of this was Moses, who is said to be, quote, more humble than anyone else on the face of the earth, end quote, Numbers 12, verse 3. God used him because after a struggle, he accepted God's call for his life and humbly gave God the credit for all that was accomplished. Similarly, God asks us to use the talents and gifts he has given us where he has placed us, thus accomplishing the work he has prepared for us to do. Quote, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. End quote Ephesians 2.10 Initially, humility may seem distasteful as it feels like we are being required to give up our rights. It does involve waiving many rights, such as the right to try to always be in control, the right to always be right, the right to never acknowledge another's accomplishments and contributions, the right to be the center of attention, to take sole credit for the good things that occur, to assign responsibility for all failures, and to belittle and demean others for what we perceive as their inadequacies. Of course, with the loss of all these rights comes increased peace and contentment. Power struggles and arguments, along with the associated ill will, which often leads to resentments, become a thing of the past. Others have the opportunity to grow as they witness and respond to the Christ-like humility in our lives. Life becomes more enjoyable for everyone and, as C.S. Lewis notes, after the first shock, humility becomes a cheerful state. Let's usher in 2015 with a fresh determination to walk in ever-increasing Christ-like humility as we examine ourselves and repent of ungodly areas of selfish pride. Work hard to intentionally, quote, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, end quote, Colossians 3.12. As we do, we will slowly find ourselves walking in greater contentment and joy in all that we do, for, quote, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble, end quote, 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Have a blessed, humble, and Christ-centered new year. May God bless you all. Kingdom Exhortations are written by John Morton, Dave Anderson, and Tom Anderson. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. 2 Peter 1 verses 5-9